welcome back to yet another episode of the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership and VisibilityHacking.com. And again, from the bottom of my heart, my friends, I am so, so glad you're here with us. I'm really actually super excited you're here with us because I um, I have been waiting for so long to get this one on the show. It's been back and forth. It's been, we've had moments, but she's here. She's actually here. The one, the only charisma hacker herself, McCall Jones. Welcome to the show. What's up guys? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, Molly's the coolest. We really have. We've been we've been trying to make this happen for a while. So I'm I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so glad you're here. <laughs> so McCall, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, girl. So hey guys, my name is McCall Jones. Um, so I own a company called Charisma Hacking. So I help female entrepreneurs articulate and deliver their message in a way that evokes emotion and builds trust with their audiences. Um, I, I basically use scientific principles to make people better in front of people. And it's, it's so much fun. It's amazing. And I geek out about it so freaking hard. It's the oh, best thing in the world. Everybody it, it, needs charisma hacking. It is the best thing in the world, but everyone does need charisma hacking. But what's what's so special about charisma hacking, and why is there like fifty percent of the world who definitely aren't going to be in charisma hacking at the moment? Well, well, right now it's only for women. So fifty percent of the world. I'm really sorry, guys, but yes, only for women. Uh, and I will explain why in just a second. But um, so with charisma hacking, what we do is if you imagine the very most engaging version of yourself, right? The the person that you are when you're with your very favorite person, how you talk with them, how you, how your personality is with them, right? The language that you use when you're with them. And then if you imagine the person that you are on camera and ask yourself if they're the same person, more often than not, the answer is no. Right. And, uh, what you have to consider is like in your life, you have what we call fans in charisma hacking. So we, uh, are not, product pushers. We are not people who sell products. We are people who are building empires and who are actual leaders. So we talk about the difference between customers and fans. Customers are drawn to your solution. They'll buy your products, but fans are obsessed with the delivery of your solutions. When you have fans, all of your competitors are irrelevant because people are drawn to you. They are drawn to your articulation and delivery of your solution. And in your own life, you actually have fans already. You have your very favorite people in the world, right? My husband, my sister-in-law, like I have, I have true fans who hang on my every word and uh, want me to succeed. And everybody has those people. So we have to ask ourselves, why are we different on camera when trying to build a fan base and a sustainable, you know, publishing and content model trying to be a different person, right? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to bridge that gap. With Charisma Hacking, we make that possible where we say, okay, you can be the very most engaging version of yourself. You can be the person you are when you actually have fans in front of masses amounts of people so that they also become your fans. And they're fans of who you really are and not like this weird professional persona that people put on when they get on camera. So why do we put on those, that weird professional voice? Like, why do we, why do we become that person? 
Yeah. Oh, such a good question. So I think um, the number one reason why people aren't publishing, and I think the number one reason why people change is because of the fear of rejection, right? Mm. And this is the reason why I work with female entrepreneurs. Charisma hacking works for everybody, right? It All the principles are scientific. Like they, they really do. They work for everybody. But the reason why I work with female entrepreneurs primarily is because uh, the world, especially like corporate America, which a lot of female entrepreneurs are coming from, um, they tell women that in order to be taken seriously or in order to appear professional, they have to change things about themselves. And I think that is fundamentally incorrect, fundamentally incorrect and just wrong. I think that, you know, the amount of people and women, especially who are told that don't be loud, don't be silly, don't be goofy, don't be bubbly because it makes you seem stupid or it makes you seem less professional. Even the fact of like, make sure you're wearing makeup because it makes you look more professional. I think that is total crap. I think it's total crap, but I think that there are very valid and deep feelings in that. I think everybody has a version of themselves that they think they should be in front of people because they think that most people will like that version of themselves. And that's why they change, right? So with my background, so I grew up as a child performer, a singer, actor, actress, speaker, all of these things my whole life. And uh, one of the things that that happened when I was, you know, forming Charisma Hacking. And when I made the decision that I was going to get back on camera, because for 10 years, I vowed I would never be on camera again. I was fired from an acting job for being too fat. And until February of this year, I decided I'd never wanted to be on camera again. Right. It was crazy. It was crazy. But in February, you know, when I was, when I was creating Charisma Hacking, I tried every different way to plan to do Charisma Hacking without ever getting in front of people, without ever getting on video because I had become the person that was behind the scenes. I'd become the coach that was in the audience, right? And I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed letting other people do what I had done for, you know, 20 years, right? But um, the, the scary thing about being able to act and change yourself and things is I could be any version of what somebody wanted me to be because I do, I have this, I have this acting ability. I have sold products for so many different companies being whatever character that they needed to sell that product. Right. I call it a toothpaste salesman. I can be engaging and not be myself. Right. And I teach all of my charisma hackers. The first thing you have to do is nail these principles. So we just make sure that you know the tactics in order to be engaging. And then we work on the emotional accuracy. We work on making sure that it's your personality. Right. But I would change every time somebody didn't like something about me. I would change anything they wanted. Right. Because I could. And I thought it made me more likable. But every step that I took towards what I thought was more likable was one step away from who I really was. Right. And like I thought I couldn't be a spaz and couldn't be goofy and couldn't be all of these things because people wouldn't accept that. Right. And when I was when I was creating Charisma Hacking, I had to sit down with myself and say, okay, what is a sustainable business model here? If I'm going to be the face of my company, if I'm going to be the movement that moves forward, building this empire, what do I need to make sure that I am? Who am I when I am with my husband or with my sister-in-law or with these people who, who are my fans? And I figured out, you know, that I had to be the version of myself that would never change. So that when people do come, cause guys, they will, they will, they come out of the woodworks and they say, be this, be that. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. That nothing changes. It still hurts my feelings, right? I'm still like, okay, I don't like that. They don't like me, but it doesn't hurt my business. 
-hmm. right? So with charisma hacking, we say, okay, we're creating sustainable business models based in uh, accuracy and authenticity and based in these articulation and delivery tactics that allow you to truly develop trust and connection with your audience instead of just being a face that's talking at them. Well, I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna tell a wee story because you you bring up this this idea that we as women can't be goofy, we can't be silly. That's going to repulse people. That's going to push people away, and and you have to. I know I used to do it too. The like covering up that that crazy part of you, that silly part of you, or that weird part of you. Or for for me, it was my purple hair and my big earrings, for example. Mm -hmm. But what I love is that you brought this up because. Long story short, the way that McCall and I started talking is because I saw one simple video. It was literally three seconds of a video, and I went, that's my girl. <laughs> I, she is my best friend. She is my sister from another mister. Oh, my goodness. And it was that, like, I'm in your face. Here's a silly face. I've got your attention. And, hey, hope you're having a great day. And immediately I just went, I don't know who this person is. I knew nothing about you except that you were authentically being you. You were happy and excited about it. And in the way that you did it, you invited me to do the same and you set a norm. And so I, I just decided that I was going to pull up my phone and I was just going to message you. And I was going to say, girl, like you rock. I'll, I'll find it and, and put the, the snippet up one day. Uh, but it was, it was just, it was amazing. So not only are you able to then sell your products and create your movement and change the world by, by attracting the right people to you, but you're also changing the way that we do business, period, for everyone. If you take a look three steps behind you and whoever's like just a couple steps behind you in your business building, yeah. they're there going, I need that invitation. I need it to be okay for me to show up that way, to be excited. Because when we do that, you're going to attract your people and you're going to repulse the people who are like, oh, well, that's not professional. And you're going to attract all the ladies who are like, heck yeah, I'm in for this. Heck yeah, because those heck yeah ladies are the ones who are going to throw their credit cards at you because you're going to solve their problems. And you do it with a simple invitation. And that invitation is literally just showing up as yourself. Yeah. Well, so powerful. It's, it's so cool. Well, and the way that I describe it too is so many people um, are afraid of being themselves because they're like, there's not an audience for that. There's not an audience for that. Yeah. Right. And the way that I describe it is it's like Tupperware. Uh, there is a lid to every container, right? Every, every voice has an audience. You just have to make sure that you are a predictable and trustworthy voice. Because if you are not, right, without charisma hacking, guys, you can have videos that are engaging, but that's not enough, right? You can have a video that even goes viral, but without these principles, if they find your next video, they will immediately leave your business. They don't become fans. They may even buy one of your solutions, but they don't follow you into the dark. I was uh, charisma hacking Alex Sharpen this morning. I think he's brilliant. And um, I was going over the way that he was delivering his information he presented a problem in a way that people self-identified with his solution before he ever gave it to them. Before he ever gave it to them, people wanted it. As soon as he said the problem, the way he delivered it, right? The way that he uh, wove his personality into uh, his delivery, 
made people want his solution before he ever gave it to them, which was so cool, right? That's what we're doing with Charisma Hacking. We are making sure that you are the lid that fits the perfect container. Because like I said, there is an audience for every single voice. I literally, so it was in with, within like the first couple of weeks of Charisma Hacking, I had somebody comment on one of my videos, is this you on medication or off medication? And I was like, excuse you, sir, right? It was like, okay, rude. But at the same time, you know, whether those things hurt my feelings is irrelevant to my business. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that within the first two seconds, you know that you don't like me, right? I actually, I'm very glad. I'm glad because also we have Molly experiences where in the first two seconds, you're like, oh, I'm drawn to this, right? You want to make sure I have this concept. I didn't come up with this, um, but it's called mutual recovery within your business, especially if you are a coach, if you don't have what's called mutual recovery with your clients, you will burn out. What this mutual recovery experience is, is as they are obsessed with you, you are also obsessed with them. As you lift them, they are also lifting you through the process of helping them. I made a commitment, and I didn't always have this with Charisma Hacking, guys. I made this commitment a couple months ago where I got, I got rid of people, even though they were good people, even though they were good people, and even though I knew I could help them, I started really leaning into the fact that I only work with people who I'm obsessed with because the energy that it takes in order to serve those people is far significantly lower than the energy that it takes to serve the people who drain the life out of you. Right. So by being your most authentic self, right. And I actually, I hate using that phrase because I feel like everybody uses that phrase, but using emotional accuracy, like actually yeah. being the parts of your personality that are sustainable. It, it not only, you know, uh, attracts people to you, but it attracts the right people to you who you will also be drawn to so that your business is sustainable so that you are not drained after every single day, right? Entrepreneurship is freaking draining enough, right? We have ebbs and we have flows. And if you don't have this mutual recovery experience, you will burn out. You will burn out. And the way that you create that is literally becoming this version of yourself that you know charisma hacking allows you to do with this articulation and delivery that actually fits the core parts of who you are it's not only sustainable but it attracts those people who you will also be obsessed with oh 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 i love it i love it i was part of that process if you cutting out massive amounts of people from your group and i thought it was a really neat process to watch so you have this awesome Facebook group that everyone should be in, first of all, because not only have you created this amazing community of incredibly supportive people, but you also go live every day with your, your uh, charisma hacking fun, oh, everyday charisma stuff. Like, okay, guys, like seriously, like this group should be $1,000 a day to be in. Like the value, the value you guys get from that. So go, you can pause this episode, go sign up, and then come back and press play, okay? So not only do you have this awesome community, not only do you have incredible value that you give every single day, but uh, you have also some, some cool products behind the scenes as well and different, you, you have your, your ladder and you have your products set up in a way that you've become quite intentional about connecting with your people from your Facebook group, which provides value for everyone 
but you're then really intentional about who sits where and connecting with them and helping them find that place and where they can get the most value and how to use, how to frame their understanding as they learn through your products, for example. And I think that's a really fantastic way to do it. And I know that you and I had a fantastic bonding call and it was fantastic. Everyone gets so stressed out about sales calls, right? Because you get on the phone with like cold traffic kind of feels weird. You feel like, okay, there's going to be a pitch, but get that out of your head and like have, have calls with your people where you're literally just connecting with them, getting to know them, helping them sort out their problem with your solution. Just kind of figure out where they sit. And I've, having gone through the customer side of that process, that deepened my connection and my, my adoration with you and your product in a way that I know that you are authentic. I want to say it again, but I know that you're genuine. Yeah. (laughs) Like I know that you're genuinely there. You genuinely want us as your people to succeed. And that is missing in so many different coaching programs and, and, and courses and all that kind of stuff. So what, what inspired you to take that road and to do business differently than everyone else in that respect? Yeah, that's such a good question. So um, I am new to the internet marketing space. I'm not new to the coaching world, but the internet marketing space, I started in February of this year, guys. Like I I have not been in that internet marketing space for a long time. And when I first got to the internet marketing space, I was like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Everybody wants to help people and this is amazing. And then very quickly, I was shown um, the dark side of internet marketing that's full of people who actually don't want to help people and people who use, uh, charisma or people who use, um, things in an evil way. Right. And like, I, so I just, just with some of my background, like I, I grew up uh, in an environment where I knew this person who, um, I watched deceive people a lot. And I vowed when I was a very little girl that like that, that was so associated with evil for me that I have a very sensitive trigger when it comes to that. So like, I would talk to my friends and I'd be like, can you believe this person is lying on the internet? And they're like, yeah, people do that. And I'm like, no, they're so evil. Like it, it was so disheartening to me that, um, I had an experience where I saw somebody who was in my group uh, and I was, I was given insight into their business through a couple different avenues. And I realized that they were, they were scamming people. They were scamming people and they were within my own community. And, um, I, you know, with everything being tied to, you know, different versions of ROI and making sure that you're delivering, like that's always been a top priority for me, making sure that my people succeed. And when I saw that, I just like, I saw that, uh, people were using charisma hacking. They were using things that I had taught them to scam people. And I pulled back so hard. I like, I, I didn't go completely dark. Like, I don't know if you would even realize like when this happened, if you were in my groups and things, but like personally, I like, I pulled back so hard. I stopped taking people into all of my programs. I stopped taking coaching clients. I would say no to people constantly. I would keep fulfilling with the people who are already there, but I just stopped because I was like, listen, I got to figure out what to do here. Cause if people use this for evil, I feel personally responsible and I cannot have that because charisma hacking works so well, literally anybody can use these techniques, but not everybody should. 
right? So it was, it was this process of saying like, how do I make sure that this is not used for evil so that I don't feel personally responsible for these people scamming people? And I had two things happen to me that really shifted my entire perspective. One was I, I started retreating even more when I had said no. Somebody came to me and asked me for one-on-one coaching. And I was like, ah, like, I don't think you're ready for this yet. I, I, don't, I don't think that, that we should work together yet. But like, stay in my Facebook group. Like, that's a great place for you. This is going to be awesome. And then, you know, this person that I found out was scamming people, this woman went and joined her program. And I felt like it was my fault. I felt like it was my yeah. fault. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Because I know I could help her. I yeah. know I could help her, but I'm just in this place where I'm like, I can't fill these holes right now because I'm trying to figure out how to get the evil people out, right? The second thing that happened is I went to Design Hacking Live. I'm not even kidding. So Catherine Jones is my sister-in-law and I, I am the biggest fan of her, you guys. If you don't already follow Catherine, she's incredible. She's an incredible person, an incredible coach. But she, uh, she said something at Design Hacking Live that like snapped me out of my current state. She uh, was talking about, it was this story in passing, and this is her story, not mine, but she was talking about this uh, couple who did events. And at every event, they would throw these massive events, have these incredible speakers. And at the end of the events, all of the people who came to these events would sign up for these speakers programs. And these event people kept getting mad. And they were like, these, these speakers are poaching our people. Like they are, they're coming in and they're poaching our people and they're taking all of our stuff. And Catherine asked these people, she was like, well, are you offering them a program that they can sign up for at the end of your events? And they're like, well, no. And what she said next literally changed my entire business. She was like, so you are exposing the holes in their business. You are setting them up for other people to fill them because you are not actively filling those holes. And in that moment, I realized what I had done. And I realized that with charisma hacking, cause I was still training, I was still showing people what was possible. I was opening up the holes in their business and then I was not filling them. And it was pretty traumatic for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to fill these holes because I know I am an ethical business owner. I know that I get my people results. I know what I do works. I know all of these things. I know who I can help and I know who I want to help. And in that moment, I made the decision to say, okay, evil people or people who I feel aren't actually offering solutions that work for people, I will no longer even touch them. And I will vet these people to make sure that doesn't happen. To make sure that doesn't happen, I have to kick them out. I cannot take them into my programs. I cannot give them solutions that I think they will use in, in a bad way or in an unethical way. Yeah. So immediately I was like, okay, this mutual recovery experience, right, combined with the fact that I needed people who I was obsessed with, who I, I burned out pretty, pretty quickly at the beginning because I was doing so much for so many different types of people because I was like, somebody wants my solution and I could help them, right? I just had to get away from that. It was, yes, everybody wants my solution. That's fantastic. Yes, I could help them all, but I choose not to. I choose not to because the people who charisma hacking, who I want charisma hacking to help the most, they deserve my energy. They deserve my energy and they deserve everything that I've put into this. And the people who one are going to use it unethically or two are just use, you know, two or three or five times the energy that somebody else does. It's not fair to the people who would use that energy in more productive ways. Right. So automatically I was like, okay, instead of just having a page where people can go and sign up for different coaching programs, I started doing these bonding calls. 
I started doing these bonding calls and I was like, listen, like I one really want to get to know these people that are in my communities because the people who I have gotten to know, they're either extraordinary or I need to kick them out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I needed to know all of those things. So all of these bonding calls, I was like, okay, it doesn't mean that every bonding call ends with me even suggesting a paid program for these people. But at the end of every bonding call, we talk about where they fit. We're like, okay, do you fit in the Facebook group? Because if they're ethical, if they have a solution, if they are going to use this for good, I'm like, yes, the Facebook group is totally for you. That's fantastic. And if I feel like I can help them in more extraordinary ways, I offer one of my higher coaching programs to them. But every single call that I go on to, to make sure that it is an ethical place for me and them, I have a 100, <laughs> it's weird to say 100%, 50-50, right? There's a 50-50 chance that I say no to them. And I know that going in and that's how I feel ethical about every single call that I get on. I say, if it's not right for them and if they're not right for me, I don't take them and I either kick them out or I don't offer them higher programs. Right. And the cool thing that's happened with that is all of my coaching programs are magical places to be because the people are chosen and vetted to be in there. Even my group coaching programs that have a large number of people in them, they are such magical places to be. To be. People can be vulnerable, people can share things, people are growing in ways that they never thought possible because this mutual recovery experience, when they're my people, they're each other's people too. All of a sudden, charisma hacking hasn't just become, you know, this business or business, but as Catherine says, like this movement has happened because I'm selective, right? I'm selective and the quantity or quantity, <laughs> the quality has then started to, started to amass a quantity, right? All of a sudden, because I'm choosing those people, those people are growing and the numbers are growing with that. When at the beginning, I was like, who can I help? Everybody wants this. This is amazing. I no longer do that. I no longer do that because it burned me out. I no longer do that because I literally had like a breakdown panic attack from people trying to use my solutions unethically. I was like, I cannot give this to people if they're going to use it unethically. So that was, that was kind of the moment for me. It, it happened and I was like, oh, there's no going back from this. There's just, there's no going back from this. Oh, oh, oh. So I talk about dis-ease, like this feeling of, um, disalignment or just feeling off, right? And that comes from interacting with the systems around us. So we sometimes will, will the election, for example, there was a lot of people who were talking on, on all sides, talking about how the system isn't going to work for them. The system is set up this way. Yeah. And then we, we can talk about, you know, racism, the system, and then we can talk about our technology and we can talk about these techniques like charisma hacking and it being used for good or bad. They're all just systems and processes and frameworks. And the magic thing is it's humans that created them. It's humans that built them into what they are now. So it's humans who can decide to do them differently. So when you experienced that in your business, when you were like, all right, I've got this really great tool. I put it out into the world. And now I'm seeing like, oh, I don't like where this is going. I feel that disalignment with who I am, where I want to be with my business, where, how I want to change the world. Yeah. Once you realize that and you did something about it, you changed the way we do business. And I love that because so many women need to have that courage inside of them to just show up, as we talked about before, of being yourself, being, embracing every single part that makes you, you. 
because there's nobody in the world who has your unique set of experiences, knowledge, passions, strengths, et cetera, et cetera. You are so unique and special to the world and the world wants to see that. There's more people like you. We need to lead by example. And when we have these moments in our businesses or in life where we feel that disalignment, we go, pause for a moment, think, all right, what's happening yeah. and how can I change that? Where do I want to be? Where, I am, where am I now? And how do I actually get to where I want to be instead of saying, oh, this stuff is being used for evil. I'm going to shut it down. I'm never going to do it again. I'm going to hide under my blankets and I'm going to go get some nine to five job because this, this is too powerful for the world. Like, We need to encourage people to have that courage to stand up, to change the way we do business. Yeah. <sighs> Totally. How did you how did you find that courage inside of you? <laughs> oh girl, I I do hard things, right? It's like with with charisma hacking, uh I tell all my all my women this too. It's so even with my first business, I have this phrase that people hate and I love that they hate it so much. It's uh it's just hard. It's just hard. Right? It's not impossible. It just takes effort. It just takes mindset. It just takes uh it takes it takes a decision, right? It's just hard. It doesn't mean you can't do it because it's hard. It doesn't mean you can't do it. And I literally say it like that. And everybody's like, oh, but it's hard. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just hard. It's just hard. <laughs> hard. And we do hard things. Right. And it's like with, with things like that, it's, it's making sure that, um, that people, the people know that their solutions matter. And like, I think that, I think that a combination of that and realizing that when you become an entrepreneur, you make your own rules. You are in control of your own company culture. You are your company, right? You are in control of your, co your company values. You are in control of your company's pacing, right? When, when you come from corporate America or when you come from even, you know, a suppressed society or whatever, they have a set of rules in which you follow right? You, you follow their rules in order to get ahead. You follow their rules in order to fit in, right? Including, you know, all of these things that people say, oh, don't do that, you woman, because that is unprofessional, right? In corporate America, guys, I'm going to say it's valid within their company, right? If you want to succeed in their company, they make the rules. And I understand why that is so deeply embedded in people because they've had to play by other people's rules. I understand that you adapted to survive. It's not your fault right? But now that you are an entrepreneur, you make the rules, you make your own rules. So it's like, as I sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what do I do here? It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, how do I make this fit the rules of anything else? Right. I, I legitimately, I talk about all the time how I'm like, guys, people are scamming people. And the way that they're scamming people is <laughs> they are allowing people to pay them for their friendship. And I think that is completely unethical. You cannot allow somebody to pay you for your friendship. If you have a product that works, that's fantastic. And outside of that, become friends with them. That's awesome. I love my people. I become friends with all my people. But if you are charismatic, people will pay you for your friendship and you cannot allow them to, right? You have to make your own rules. You have to say, okay, as I sit here and I say like, okay, what, what are people going to be drawn to in my company? right? Especially as you guys are trying to build out a team, especially as you're trying to scale, you are the company culture. Whatever environment you create, 
people will fall within that culture. You get to decide what your employees are going to do. You get to decide what your employees are going to follow. You get to decide whether to empower them or whether to micromanage them. You get to decide the rules. You get to decide what people are going to be drawn to. You get to decide what the face of your business looks like, right? What's important to the people who are going to follow your business. And knowing that I just, I sat there and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in charge here. I'm in charge here. And it's just hard, right? I'm like, hmm, it's just hard. But with effort and with, you know, decisive action, it's just hard, but you can do it, right? Hard things, they're just hard. They're not impossible, right? They just take effort and that's okay, right? It's just hard. It really is. It's like when, when you even, even writing down your own rules, when you can come up with your own system, you, you once again, create a sustainable business model. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh. Oh, 2020 has been quite a year, <laughs> quite a year. And, you know, the general trend seems to be that a lot of people are finding that 2020 was the worst year ever. It's can't wait for 2020 to be over, blah, blah, blah. But I'd like to, to welcome you to the 2020 was a fantastic year of opportunity, of learning, of growth. Um, and I think that all has to do with mindset and the way that you approach problems and when you approach them in the way that you do with it's just hard like it's it just is like we do hard things challenges are opportunities to learn yeah. when you take it with that opportunity like that mindset man 2020 was a fantastic year like your business exploded my business exploded like in the most amazing ways and i know for myself my my business this year pfft, where I am right now at the end of 2020 is not even close to what I thought I would be doing. Uh, this, I'm at like 10 year plan right now. Um, and, and, and this happened all so fast. Like what was 2020 like for you? Oh man, uh, 2020. <laughs> so I, I understand, you know, within the year 2020, there have been incredible challenges for people. And I totally, I, I completely understand. I empathize with that. I think that, um, you know, a lot of people are really, really struggling. And I think that, like you said, like, I think that there have been unique, unique opportunities within 2020 uh, because of some of those challenges. So one of the things that, uh, and I don't want to sound insensitive when I say this, but one of the things that um, was almost like a perfect storm for my business is it was, it was like the week that everybody went into quarantine that Charisma Hacking Facebook group was made. And I really like started to form this company and everybody was online and they were at home. Right. So it's like all of a sudden everybody needed to be on video. They needed to create a three dimensional emotional experience on a two dimensional screen. And they found Charisma Hacking in order to do that. Right. So Charisma Hacking, yeah, Charisma Hacking was created in the year 2020, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I also, I had a business before this that I shut down that was going really well. And I loved, and I sobbed when I shut it down, but I needed to make space in order to grow. And I, I had a lot of instances where I was, I was getting rid of, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but I was, I was sacrificing things that were good for things that were great even though the things that were great were hard to do. Um, it's, it's been this really incredible year of, of learning for me and of being able to feel, feel like what, what I am doing matters in a way that 
that I've never felt before, right? With my whole first business, I was teaching entertainers uh, how to basically do the charisma hacking frameworks, right? I've had these frameworks, I've developed them over the last 20 years, right? So like these scientific principles, they're all based in, in things that I have done for, for now 29 years, right? And I spent seven years teaching them and 20 years, you know, perfecting them as a performer and stuff. And um, all of a sudden when I switched from trying to help people change the world through entertaining people and making them happy, to uh, helping people change the world with their solutions and making people listen to them using charisma hacking. It, I, I have been able to amplify the most incredible women and it has been so fulfilling for me. It's been so fulfilling to see, you know, I know we just came from talking about how charisma hacking has been used for evil in certain instances, but the ways that charisma hacking has been used for good outweigh that, you know, a million fold because of because of all the really cool things that, that all of these women are doing with it, right? And the ways that they were never able to deliver their solutions before because of the lack of articulation and delivery type things, right? They're building fan bases of people who will follow them wherever they go and whatever they do, which is really, really awesome. So 2020, like I said, 2020 has been very challenging. I know for a lot of people, um, 2020, you know, has, has also been challenging for me, but I, I am grateful for the opportunities that, that some of those challenges, right? Like we're talking about the silver lining, some of those challenges, um, I, I feel very fortunate to be able to have benefited from some of those silver linings, like people are on the internet because they're at home, right? I know that that comes from a place of tragedy, but people are on the internet because they're home, which made charisma hacking really take off in a very, very fast and quick way, which I'm so grateful for, right? I, I feel like I've been given an opportunity to help people because because they're so online now and doing events and all that stuff, they need, they need the video techniques and stuff that, that I have. So it, it has kind of created this bridge for me. Um, you know, this very specific situation of 2020 has created this bridge for me to be able to reach people in a way that I don't know if without 2020, it would have happened so fast, which has been really, really, really cool. It's been really cool. So yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing year for my business. Um, it's been the, the first year of my business of charisma hacking and yeah, it's, it's allowed me to stretch and grow and, and feel, feel like I found my people, which, which I love. It's been so fun. Looking back at 2020, what are you most grateful for? Ooh, um, I mean, it's going to sound kind of cheesy. I'm, I am grateful for, I'm grateful for people. I think like, I look at, I look at charisma hacking and like, I will, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have worked very hard to make charisma hacking happen, but I have also had a lot of really incredible people who I think without, um, without those people, charisma hacking wouldn't have been possible. There's so, there's so much kindness and like the internet marketing space in general has been so welcoming to me. Like even I, <laughs> I keep looking around and being like, who the heck am I for this person to do this? Like business-wise, like I know that I know my stuff, but so at first it was like, Catherine, who believes in me, you know what I mean? And she was like, I would love to tell all my friends about you. And that's amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Right. Which definitely pushed me forward. People that I met at Funnel Hacking Live, right. Lauren Golden is who's like, oh my gosh, girl, like, you know, your stuff. Absolutely. I would love to talk to you about anything. Right. I would love to have you come and talk to my people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Right. And then three months in Russell Brunson reaches out and he's like, Hey, you're doing something that's really cool. Like, I would love for you to come teach this to my people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so kind. Right. And then, you know, Dave Woodward and Steve Larson and Alex Sharp. And it's like all these people who 
who are opening up these incredible opportunities for me because they believe in what I'm doing. And, and like, just, just the fact that they have been so kind and welcoming when, you know, business wise, this business is so new and they've been able to overlook that. Right. And, and be like, Oh, you know, McCall's not a two comma club award winner yet because she's three months into her business, but she knows her stuff, right. They've been able to look at, um, you know, what Tanner says, uh, my husband, he says it's game recognizes game. And it's like the people they, they have, they have, recognize things in me that I'm so appreciative of. I think, yeah, I think these people have the, all these people are the reason why charisma hacking has grown so fast, right? Like, yes, the frameworks are awesome and they're great. And like, I absolutely love what I do. And, and the people who have found it and have, you know, promoted it and gotten behind me and have supported me and have accepted me like exactly the way that I am. And like all of that, it really, it's been, it's been a joint effort and it's been, you know, this village of, of the ClickFunnels community and like this village of people who, who has very openly embraced me and has considered me, you know, a deep expert before, before the numbers even said that right before, mm-hmm. before they could say, Oh, well, she's made, you know, tens of millions of dollars with this specific business. You know, they, they looked at the information first and, and they gave me opportunities because they saw that it was cool. It really like, I, I, I'm very aware of the fact that like, it would not have grown as fast without all of those awesome people. And I'm so grateful for that. I hope, I hope in the future, like I sit there and, you know, I look at like these messages of, you know, every time Russell messages me or whatever, I like run around the house and I'm like, Dan, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then I pause and I'm like, wouldn't this be cool if every time I message somebody, they would run around the house saying, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And like, I hope that in the future, you know, I hope that I can also give that to people and be like, Hey, listen, you know, now that, you know, my money has caught up with my, uh, you know, my knowledge or whatever, you know, as this business, as this business grows, I hope to also pay that kindness forward and to be like, Hey, listen, you know, the bigger, the bigger that you get, the more opportunity you have to list other people. And like that, that's where I see the opportunity. And I think that the people who have done that, um, are incredible and they really are. They're the reason why, why I am where I'm at. So very grateful for, for humans. Oh, I love it. And what is, uh, going into 2021, what is your biggest wish for the world? Oh my gosh. Um, well, oh man, this is such a good question. I would say, so I really, truly, um, it's really fun to have a business that you're obsessed with. And I truly believe that every single human in the world needs charisma hacking. I truly believe that if every single person had it, their lives and their businesses would be better. And my goal for 2021 is to get it in the hands of as many people as possible so that they can soar so that they can, uh, take their own businesses and really change lives. So like, really my goal is just, I want it in the hands of as many humans as possible, because once they have it, I know that the, the ceiling is, is no longer there. Right. I know that they, the sky's the limit with, with charisma hacking. When you combine your charisma hacking with your own solutions, it's, it's something that the world is just not even ready for. So it's, that is my goal. My goal with 2021 is to get it in the hands of as many humans as possible, many ethical (laughs) humans as possible so that, so that they can do what, what they were born to do. Oh, well, 
this episode is going out New Year's Eve. So let's start now. So if you're listening and you haven't already headed over to the Charisma Hacking Facebook group, I highly recommend you do that now because we want to get this into the hands of the most the most possible amazing game-changing world-changing women so if you fit into any of those categories or all of those categories i want you to head on over join us come 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 it's fun in here fun in here we do fun things yeah they may be hard but we enjoy them it's just hard it's just hard it's just hard oh i love it well mccall any last words for people um Honestly, guys, I think, you know, even me and Molly talking at the beginning of the show, you guys are in great hands. I, I'm a big fan of Molly. I think she's fantastic. I think uh, she believes in you guys, which is so amazing in a leader. Um, I think that's awesome. I think just the fact that you're here means that you want to make things happen. And I think that, I think this is a great place for you. I, I, I seriously, me and Tanner were talking last night about how we're obsessed with you. He was like, I really like Molly. I was like, I know, isn't she great? So I think, yeah, I think you guys are in great hands. I also think, you know, going into 2021, I think there are scary things that uh, you need to look at as just hard things, right? Scary things. You guys, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. And I promise you, video is the easiest way to develop trust with your businesses with your clients, with your customers, with your fan base. Uh, if you are not already using video, then you are missing out on a huge opportunity for people to actually get to know you. Um, I, would, I would challenge you to make sure you are using video in every instance possible because it's going to help create a deeper connection with your audiences, uh, which is what this is all about. Right. So my, my parting words are keep following Molly. I think she's a freaking rock star. She's the coolest. She's so awesome. I, I just, I've seen her do amazing things, not only in her business, but the way that she champions other people. And I think she's actually, I think she's quite incredible. I think she's fantastic. And yeah, guys, you just, you just have to take the first steps. And once you do, you will realize that, that the stairs aren't so steep and that you can keep going right? So it really is. It's with 2021, you know, as people are making their new year's resolutions, make new year's resolutions of actions instead of, of wishing, or instead of possibility, take, make, make new year's resolutions of actions, right? Cause when you can start to act, even in small instances, you will realize it's just hard. It's just hard and you can do it. Find good oh. leaders. Yeah. And follow them, follow them into the dark. <laughs> All right. Last thing. How do they find you? Where do they go? Yes, of course. So um, all my things are charisma hacking, you guys. So you can definitely add me on Facebook. I do everyday charisma every morning on, on my Facebook page, which I would love, or on my Facebook profile, which I would love to have you there. Um, if you are a lady, then yes, definitely join our charisma hacking Facebook group. It's totally free. It'll, it'll see. I, I only like to have people join that that are familiar with my coaching style and like the way that I coach. And you will definitely understand if you're one of those people or not by being in that charisma hacking Facebook group. And then from there, we can talk about possibilities of the future, but that, that is, that is where to go. It's totally free. It will give you a lot of information for the guys as well. Um, I do everyday charisma on my personal profile so that everybody can benefit from that, that needs it. So yeah, guys, you totally can learn from, from everyday charisma as well. And then the last thing is charismahacking.com. So it's like those, those instances, add me on Facebook, join the charisma hacking Facebook group. And then if you want extra help or you want to connect with me even deeper, you can go to charismahacking.com. 
Fantastic. Well, McCall, thank you so, so much for joining us for today's conversation. And this, I would have to say, is one of the best conversations of the year and the best conversation to have to wrap up 2020 and bring us into the new year. Oh, so my friends listening at home, I want you to make a goal for yourself today, right now, pen, paper, type it out, whatever you need to do. But I want you to set a goal to show up. Yes. show up. And it's not just about, ah, I'm creating content that's interesting to me. No, no, no. It's about being there. It's about going through and sharing your story with the world. Because as you climb those stairs, I love that McCall mentions that the stairs aren't that steep, but each step one at a time at a time is going to get you from point A to point B faster than you ever thought possible, my friends. Yeah. Oh, I love you all from the bottom of my heart. I wish you an amazing day. I hope when you walk by the mirror, you catch a glance at yourself and you go, yeah, girl, you look good. I hope the sun shines for you brighter than it usually would. I hope the weather is beautiful. I hope your family is happy and full of laughter. I hope 2021 is the best year you've ever had. I hope it's better than you could ever imagine it. Guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me here on the Lifelong Podcast. We just hit two-year anniversary. It's fantastic. I love you guys so much. So as I usually say, as I sign off, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other.